All right, welcome to our <laughs> podcast. This is, uh, we haven't come up with a name yet, but uh, thank you. Welcome welcome to our, our humble home. I'm joined by my good friend, Justin. Hi there. Oh, man. It is. Are you going to introduce yourself? It has been an exciting couple of weeks be for us. here? What did you say? Are you, I, are you going to introduce yourself, or is it just going to be me here? I you know. I'm just. I'm just a figment of your imagination. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> that would explain so much about my life this this past week and a half or so. Yeah, I'm just going along, agreeing with you. Like, sure, whatever. We'll do the '60s. All right. But it's just it's just your brain telling you what you want to hear. All right. Well, I guess. Hi, I'm Justin's brain. I go by. <laughs> um, you are my conscience speaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I do a terrible job. <laughs> so as my conscience, I'm sure you're going to sit here and tell me that this week on the latest episode of uh, Untitled Justin and Ryan podcast, we are taking a look at, at 60s music as almost a direct continuation of our last one, which focused on the late 50s. Yeah. And there is a um we we're not going to be able to focus as much on certain art. I mean, we're going to focus on a few artists, but last week was a much more intimate dive into like three prolific artists. This we're going to have to we're going to have to be a little bit more general in this podcast. I feel we could be specific if you guys wanted to listen to a multi-hour podcast, but yeah, that'd be a, a cool seven hours. <laughs> yeah, just just a casual full work day talking about every artist that we've liked and listened to and like every song that we've liked by them. And as much as we'd love to record that, we um we just don't think you'd want to listen to that. So And it's especially as much as I want to edit that. Oh, he he comes to me every day. He's like, Ryan we need to record more podcasts. I just, I don't have anything to edit. I don't know what to do with myself. I am so glad that he likes to, because I will not take up that mantle. <laughs> anyway, before we dive into the music, how, how are you doing, buddy? How, how was your week? I'm good. It's, we're still getting polar vortexes, but you know, it, it's not as bad as two weeks ago when I was afraid that my whole state was going to run out of natural gas. How about you? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's a little it's a little nippy here too. It's like fifty degrees. I have to like put on a sweater sometimes. Ah, uh, it's hard. It's real hard here. It's so I can't complain. We're talking about the weather, regardless, but I can't complain about the weather because you live like what two hundred miles north of me, and it's just always statistically going to be worse than mine. I mean, you know, in, in unless you get like a tornado that tears up your house or like that is a good point. I w- I will make sure to bring that up if that happens, but. <laughs> How was your Valentine's Day? I, we talked about that a little bit, but let's hear. Well, it's good. the 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 woman and I went out for dinner and some drinks, and it was a it was a good time. That's nice. That's very nice. What did I do? I think I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey in my room. <laughs> well, hey, you know, sometimes just being alone is the best way to celebrate Singles Awareness Day. You know. It's way easier to tell someone that I found. <laughs> oh no, it was fun. I had a good time. Anyway, do you want to do you want to start music. talking about music? Uh, we 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 set a pace for ourselves this these past two weeks. We wanted to sort of immerse ourselves in in sixties music. So we we took it upon ourselves to make a what six hour play 
300 songs. How long was this playlist of music? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that it was like 16 hours and that. that oh, 16. Even, 16. Oh, yeah. One six, not six, one six. I and forgot. And didn't even I, yeah. scratch the surface of what we could have been listening to. So again, we're not experts on what we're talking about, but we tried. All right. So if we skip over one of your favorite artists. Or one uh, of your favorite songs. You know, there's it's it's ten years. You'll get over it, Snowflake. It's fine. Ten years that we had to listen to in two weeks. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so really, you should be thanking us. We put in a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is gonna. Uh, this is all, this is the hardest part of this conversation. Is gonna be sort of where to start because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to the '60s. So much changed. The variety changed. There's just a lot more. Let's talk about that. Stemming off from last week's conversation, we had the we had a brief discussion about choice and the variety of music that was happening uh, in the fifties. I think the sixties is is definitely the start of that change from community radio and sort of it being oh there is a new song on the radio that everyone heard and it was a community thing. This is much more. The sixties just had a lot more artists well and the technology was changing too oh, yeah. radio stations were becoming more powerful cars were being more accessible to everyone you know i i think of the 50s and i i don't think of cars as being like super accessible but yeah the mid to late 60s a bunch of young people are owning brand new cars that all have radios and all the radio stations uh they're 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 learning how to how to broadcast more and more radio stations and the more stations you have the more variety you have the more variety you can have it's it's it all coalesces into this uh into this wonderful you can listen to what you want to listen to kind of, yeah. kind of dealio not to mention like the recording equipment that you would uh just i guess I don't know if statistically it got more available, but it seems like every artist that I listened to was just, it sounded so much clearer or just sounded more modern or more palatable to our sort of what the contemporary is today. Especially compared to what we listened to for 50s stuff. It's, yeah, I was, and the, uh, the thing is, like the music, uh, the jump was like five years, like, and you can listen to stuff in like 65, 64, and the quality is just astronomically better. It's insane. And uh, along those lines, when I, especially on Spotify, I noticed uh, the remaster tag on a lot of the, uh, on a lot of the albums. So a that also might be albums. affecting the quality. Yeah, especially for, for a lot of the classic stuff that, that people really enjoyed. Most of the Beatles stuff that we listened to was remastered. A lot of the a lot of the Zeppelin stuff was remastered. A lot of the Stones too. Oh yeah, the Stones, man. Ah, the gosh, they released a large volume of work Just over these huge fucking number 10 years. of albums in the sixties. It was in what the shit. <laughs> I I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I didn't really like. A lot of what I listened to, I, I like mm -mm. their greatest hits, like all of the all of the classics that everybody liked. If you throw enough squirrels at a wall, some of them will stick. Yeah, for sure. They had it. The yeah, sorry, we're having the same idea here, but this, the volume was, I think it might have been detrimental to their to to their lasting power. What do you think? So 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 to our listeners who aren't super familiar with the with the Stones discography. Um, they released their first studio album 
in 64 and then they released another one in 64 two and mm. three in 65 one in 66 three two in 67 one in 68 and one in 69 that's that actually is an insane body of music actually just an incredible amount of work like three albums in a single year and i don't think any of those are live like we were i was thinking about this and it strikes me just it strikes me now how how many how many fucking albums that that's that's so much think about it today we have amazing recording equipment studio we have teams working around the clock writing music for these uh big big celebrities we're lucky to get like one a year maybe maybe like one every two years for certain artists but like three albums in one year was were there any big hits on those albums mercy mercy route 66 under the boardwalk pain in my heart off the hook yeah there there were definitely some hits on those albums that that's incredible i i'm not sure if this was true of the era but when i was listening to the the stones they came across sort of like sort of like the bad boys of the 60s like they were they were they were talking about sex and stuff sort of just scandalous things well i'm sure they took a look at the elvis method of just being so totally out there and they took a little from that i i think i i think that's part of what makes mick jagger such an icon today is that he 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 definitely took inspiration from elvis's hip movements and risque lyrics at the time he stood out yeah yeah he he stood out as the front man for the for the rolling stones there, I hate to say, I don't know. I I I feel like the term "edgy" has been has just been overused, having no meaning. But they, yeah, they were they were the definition of edgy in the '60s, and I feel like that probably appealed to the youth of the time, uh, getting all those new cars as well. So that the timing was the best for them. Well, the youth of the '60s wanted to be different from their parents. The the American lifestyle was kind of rejected at the time. The 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 youth didn't want the white picket fences and the suburbs with uh with kids and a and a car and the 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 happy days of america like the 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 show the happy days i i think was kind of rejected by this rock counterculture that people like elvis and the rolling stones kind of def i feel like the music of the 60s was heavily in all respects uh was heavily affected by that sort of hippie culture definitely like that uh the counterculture i think is like the best way to put it with resurgence of like hippie music uh anti-war against that the vietnam war right yeah 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 this isn't a history podcast but you know we try um i think even simon and garfunkel were pretty anti-war in a lot of their music they 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 were for sure protest music. But, oh yeah, um, yeah. The the Viet, uh, Vietnam yeah Vietnam War was last like lasted fifteen years. That's that's a long time. So I guess it it kind of makes sense that there were the the music reflected that sort of animosity towards it. That's brutal. Yeah, for sure. I, speaking of Simon and Garfunkel, I liked just about every song that was on that playlist that 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 we put together. I, 
like their most famous work is Sound of Silence, but that album. Oh, the the album itself is Sounds of Silence, and it was released in 1966. And I loved just so many songs off the off the album itself. I really liked all of the. I I don't, I'm not a big music nerd, but I like the way that their sort of duet harmony works with their simple guitar. It was just simple. But it was it was it was it was strangely beautiful. A lot of their songs, and that was like almost every single one. It was nice to hear the folky music of 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 Simon and Garfunkel be yeah. really really popular. The it, yeah, it clashed a lot with the uh, sort. Of, I mean, not clash per se, but it was it was a uh, it was different than sort of a lot of the other bands that were popular during this. It was like. The Beatles, uh, Rolling Stones, Led's, all that rock and roll that we had sort of the, these, these two guys playing folk guitar, singing about the war, just being groovy. You know? they, they had really interesting and unique harmonies. And that was, that was my favorite thing about listening to them is, you know, the, the Beatles and the Stones are, they're, they're, they're those bands are fun to listen to in 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 a in a different kind of way but like Simon and Garfunkel the way they sound is just inherently different from just about oh, yeah. everybody else that 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 we listen to in in this little two week time period here I feel I'm I'm not sure if other people do this but I definitely flunk uh folk music in with country music a lot of the time and this it I guess this sort of if it if it's not then this sort of woke me up because it this was uh, it had a distinct sound like you said folk music and it was just pleasant. I think a lot of people do that, but I I think a lot of people get confused with country western country and folk music because most of the in my unprofessional opinion right most Very. of the country music quote-unquote country music in the states today is more country western than actual country and when people hear actual country music it's a lot closer to folk music but i i i think that a lot of country music is mass produced for a wide appeal to a, a, a very broad audience much like pop music is and, and, and actual country music is much closer to folk music, and it's not that broad appeal stuff. Would you would you count? Uh, speaking of sort of dif- differentiating, would you count Bob Dylan as a country artist or a folk artist? I think he kind of kind of kind of splits that line. I, I I definitely call Dylan a folk artist, but hmm. um, I I wouldn't oppose people calling him kind of kind of country yeah i guess that's because if if we are going to call him a, a folk artist i think his sound is completely different from salmon and garfunkel one of my one of my favorite things about dylan is that i think he's a really bad singer it's a weird that's a, that is a weird compliment i will ask you to explain i don't really particularly like the way he sings like technically and I don't think yeah. he has a very good voice. 
but the way that he combines his poor sounding voice with guitar and harmonica it just it works on a really deep level and then you put in bob dylan lyrics in 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 addition to the in addition to the sound that just works for him it worked for me yeah and and i absolutely love dylan's music you were when we were we were talking about this topic before uh you were you were already on uh you were already a pretty bob big bob dylan fan i i mean of course i'd heard of him like he's a he's a great but i i didn't really understand i guess i didn't really understand the hype behind him in this in a similar vein to again last week we had the big bopper telling stories with his music and being entertaining it, it was uh Dylan tells a lot of stories. I feel like in his uh, in his songs, he's a he's a very good storyteller with his music. Yeah, I guess I agree with the lyrical part of that. I really enjoyed his lyrics more than anything else. I think I think Dylan kind of was the precursor to guys like Billy Joel and the. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. This this whole genre of uh, of of folk and country artists. Uh, telling a story through a song with exceptional writing that touches people on a really deep personal level. Touching back on that, uh, how you said you didn't really like his voice. I think it's easy to tie something down for it lacking in something, but uh, the way I I liked, um, I liked the way you described how everything sort of worked together as a whole. He played to his strengths, I feel like. And his even though his voice was lacking, I feel like it still added to the piece or the pieces that he was making, such as like, um, yeah, and see the way that piece sort of uh, he he moves the song along with like it's definitely not simple guitar work, but it's uh, it's laced very very um dynamically with his voice. The harmonica bridges, I don't know, it just it all worked out to be just very very pleasant and very entertaining's the wrong word but like enjoyable that's the word yeah definitely an enjoyable song and it's more i don't know if soothing is the right word it's calming to listen to even when his lyrics aren't the most calming yeah the uh sort of the the way that song plays with uh irony especially i i encourage everyone who hasn't heard the song to listen to it um he just had a he wasn't writing songs to please a public. He was sort of writing I think what he was uh what he was thinking at the time and it really translates into the depth of it, just the way he tells stories or writes lyrics. I think one of my favorite things about Dylan is that he doesn't really pull po- he he's a he's a very honest writing feels very honest and non-committal isn't isn't the right word his his writing feels very um matter of fact and honest like dylan is 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 very much speaking to the audience that these this this is how i feel unabashedly about this topic there's some vulnerability in his music yeah and i and i really appreciate people who put themselves out there like that because because it's so easy to hold back or not say your entire feelings 
in an effort to not be criticized or 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 in case that somebody hears it and might not like the message that you're spreading i i think i think that it's commendable for people to um to be so open in in music that 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 is that is that is so popular definitely definitely it, it, yeah it's just it's a little refreshing in this in the age of pre-produced music that we get something kind of this honest i think honest is a great way of describing bob dylan's music you you know what uh you know what else is 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 good with honesty what is that justin r e s p e c t give me some oh respect <laughs> aretha franklin and motown baby <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking segue <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was so- incredible I'm from Michigan, and I I I love Motown. And if I had to take a guess, you liked the Motown that you listened to way more than you expected. Just just because you're right doesn't mean it's true. Right? <laughs> and here here I'm 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 gonna give you something else. You absolutely loved the horns in the background for guys like um Marvin Gaye and the Temptations. Oh <laughs> fuck. God dang it. I don't like it when you read my mind like this. <laughs> God, the brass was so cool. Uh oh, the big band, the inspiration from like uh classic Louisiana. It's awesome. Motown's cool as hell. I loved Motown. I, you know, I, I, I'd forgotten a little about how much I liked Motown until mm-hmm. I started listening to more Motown. And I was like, hot damn, I like this. So kind of, kind of extrapolating into where we are now in 2019, it, Motown kind of, kind of sets the way for, you know, your, your, your smooth R and B music and your, oh, yeah. uh, some of the pop stuff Uh, guys like bruno mars who are who are big into the the showmanship aspect of it i i i remember his super bowl performance a couple of years ago with the it was dope line so cool oh it was so cool that that was that was a very motown feel and sound and vibe to me and i loved it I don't mean to derail us a little, a little, but like, what did you did you what did you think of that Super Bowl performance, Justin? With Bruno Mars, I loved it. I thought Not, it was no, the one that we recently had. Oh, I hated it. Oh, good. Okay, that was so bad. <laughs> it was actually one of the worst performances I in in memory for me. Speaking of like showman, yeah, it was it was bland. I don't want to say it was very boring to watch. It was very boring. It was like they had a big name in Maroon Five, but I don't think yeah. Maroon Five is a football team. I don't. Adam Levine is his name, the the lead singer, right? Yeah, he sounded flat and just like off key for the majority of the performance. I 
the only song that he actually sounded good on was the and she will be loved and she will be loved and i sound like shit my apologies to our viewers who have to listen to that lost holy cow majority of them well we can say whatever we want now though <laughs> now those assholes listening to us yeah rest in peace or viewership after that Oof. Oof. no that's fine but no, that, L- L- Levine sounded bad. It's it's hard for me because, I don't know, I guess I expected it not to be weird, but just to be like, so, like, like show, showmanship. We were talking about showmanship and how like uh, exciting and how exciting it was supposed to be. Do you, do you, did you watch the Katy Perry? Yeah, she ran, fucking... she came in on the, on, on the head of a damn tiger. What the fuck? That was incredible. <laughs> like it was, it, I'd never seen anything like this. Like left shark, that took the internet by storm. It was wild. Yeah, the, the, the only thing the internet had to talk about was that Adam Levine took his shirt off. Like, if that's all you're talking about, you that, failed. I'm that, sorry. That Adam Levine didn't take his shirt off, and that they didn't play that stupid SpongeBob song. That oh, I was, still, I was genuinely upset about that. Uh, I, st- I, I never got into SpongeBob, so I, I actually don't understand that, but. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. Uh, they te- is they teased it. That's the problem. They jerked us around. They got me watching football and hating. That was uh, mm, you like the game. I didn't, but ah, uh, yeah, that was a bad. It was just a bad. Just just to give an example of the opposite of of good showmanship. Motown was all about performance and big ballads and powerful vocals. Being fun, it was so much fun listening to Motown. Uh, definitely, the Temptations were the highlight of that, in my opinion. My favorite thing about Motown is that it's not a single thing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a co. It, it, it's it's this big collection of things, and then you're able to just like pick and choose what you want. You know, if 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 you want to listen to Marvin Gaye. Uh, you can do that if you want to listen to this four-part harmony with brass in the background. You can listen to The Temptations. You know, if you want a real powerful vocalist, Aretha, Aretha Franklin in 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 the late '60s. I I love that so much of Motown is so different, but it's all under this one label. Oh, so yeah. much fun. I'm really glad you pulled that together because that the beginning of that sounded like stoner thought. <laughs> Just had all these things under the same roof. You you could pick and choose. Like no, that made sense. Yeah, that's definitely a good way to look at it. You call oh, me man. a stoner? Um, no, because uh, that is against the law, and we here are good American citizens, of course. Because if you want to do drugs, then you should definitely go listen to some Hendrix. Oh, you have to. It is premier grass food. <laughs> Obviously, it was taken. Another guy was taken before his time. Uh, but he he gave a lot, lot before that, definitely. I, I, a little morbid starting there. But his music was... Um, rev- I, I, I'd venture to say revolutionary. Revolutionary. Just the way yes. he used his guitar. What's up? Oh, I was just agreeing with your with, with with your revolutionary claim there. My favorite my favorite thing about about Hendrix. Stepping back a little bit. I like weird shit. I like listening to things that are 
that sound unique and bands that aren't afraid to push the boundary. So I'm into some weird shit music wise. And Hendrix is, uh, I see Hendrix as kind of the start to what I would call progressive rock and progressive metal. Mm. Really? Mm -hmm. I could definitely see his influences with guitar work, but I, mm, that's, that's a harder straw for me to grasp. Like I do see the connections with a lot of these bands, but like, I guess like with his, his, his uh, emphasis on solos and crazy uh, scales and stuff, where, where does that metal root really lie for you? It's not, it's not quite metal, right? Cause I, I see, I see the line as like the, 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 the really popular stuff from Hendrix into Rush, which is the biggest leap that, that, that we take there. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know why. I, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> the way I see it is every guitarist who grew up, who was who who born like 55 to, to yeah, every, every guitarist who was born post Hendrix has been influenced by him, by his tone, by his... Just the different stuff that he did. Uh, what, 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 blah, blah, By blah, his blah, tone indeed. and by all the different stuff he did. We talked in our last episode a little bit about how, um, how it's difficult for us in 2019 to, to kind of see the influence that these people had, but I can hear it with Hendrix. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's sort of what I was wanting to come to is like he's much more influence i feel like on modern music modern rock modern metal than like I, it's harder for me to draw connections but you listen to his insane guitar work on songs like fire yeah i really like fire i like i like all of hendrix's stuff the the more i listen to the more i like it could you draw like was he influenced by motown at all do you think, or was he like, did he think, did he have a, do you know if he had like a background in that? Because his stuff was definitely like, it was, it was performance. It was a lot of performance in his, uh, definitely his live stuff. Like he'd light his guitar on fire, play with his mouth. Like this guy was crazy when it came to skill and showmanship. I don't know if you can draw that direct line from Hendrix to Motown. Okay. But I, we 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 talked a little last week about Richie Valens being just inherently talented, ridiculously. And I think I think Hendrix is just about the only individual who I would consider at at at, at that Richie Valens esque level of sort of, of revolutionizer talent wise. Yeah, of just being so inherently good with music that that it's unfair to the rest of the world, you know? <laughs> oh man, it sounds bad, but like it's it's hard to disagree when you listen to sort of like the the contemporaries at the time. Like I like I like Stone's guitar work as much as the next guy, but like it's just not a comparable thing. And I don't I don't want to make I don't want to make the Stones the bopper of the 60s. <laughs> that's just not that doesn't seem right. It it honestly doesn't seem right. 
but I didn't listen to any any sixties music that I disliked. There there were definitely there were compared to the fifties. Compared to the fifties, definitely. Yeah, there there were there were some songs here and there that I wasn't a fan of, even if I could, you know, respect what they were trying to do. <clears throat> Early Rolling Stones. But um, but yeah, I, I can't I cannot honestly say that I disliked any complete album or any artist that 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 I listened to. And that's Yeah, there was a lot of worth in the sixties. There was a lot of like I mean, you have to be in the mood for certain songs, but like that's a lot of music. It it just it definitely felt more palatable than the than the uh, a lot of the and that says a lot coming from me because I'm a douche when it comes to my music. I like what oh, I you're like. You're a douche in and general. I really dislike what I don't like. <laughs> that's that's that just means you have taste. That's that's at least that's how I justify it for my. All right, all these plebeians in the world <laughs> just have taste. You know. Eat. Yeah, we have taste. It's okay. Easy. <laughs> we liked Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretentious movie watchers. We like Birdman. And yeah, that's 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 the rule. The virtues of big. Speaking of pretentious, the Beatles. Hugh screaming fangirls in the background. The Beatles, man. There's a lot to talk about with the Beatles. They defined a lot of. It's hard to say that they def, no. It's pretty easy to say that they defined a lot of '60s music or what people think about when it comes to the '60s. The Beatles are the definition of '60s pop for me. They're um, they're so prolific to this day. It's hard to hold a candle, even with such artists as the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix, and all these really like insane. This the sheer popularity of these guys speaks volumes to just how entertaining they are to, to listen to. Yeah, yeah, and they're their most there, I famous. Al- well, I mean, I I actually don't know the record sales. Uh, just just going off my personal opinion i would i'd say that abby Rose, we're right enough we are informed enough we listen to them for like a week yeah we we we've done our research this is a well done well researched podcast guys we are professionals we're we, all right we, don't don't test us we are professionals at this at this podcasting thing that's why we have yeah. a name yeah of course just uh you know those guys i don't oh God, why don't we have a name? <laughs> this shouldn't be we this need hard. One of our viewers to come up with a better name for us. Yeah, if you can send us uh, send us a better name via Facebook message, that would be great. Facebook message? Why? Why not? Why not go to AOL IM Messenger? Oh yeah, sorry. Leave a leave a leave a post on my MySpace. Um, <laughs> that is our exclusive fan page. Um. So back to Abbey Road. Oh yeah, and the Beatles. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about I, this. Is let's be a little. I'm going to be a little self. Um, I didn't like the Beatles last week. I really didn't like the Beatles. I I made it very clear to Justin that I did not like the Beatles, and do I was you, not looking for listening to the Beatles. Do you like the Beatles uh, now? I really like the Beatles now. The Beatles are really good. <laughs> I, did we nail down why I didn't like the Beatles? First, I like I hate Hey Jude to this day. I'm f- so so. I'm fairly certain that you didn't like the Beatles because you weren't listening to what they had to offer. I might have been being a, a an asshole. That is a possibility. That that is that I is a very strong possibility. All right, 
Maybe I just listened to the bad song. Like Hey Jude. Hey Jude's a bad song. Fight me. Oh boy. <laughs> Rest in peace any other viewers we have. <laughs> the, the stragglers. <laughs> hey Jude. Oh, God. <laughs> sing it to themselves as they close out of the link. Let's yeah, they're like, well, fuck it. these guys. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. No, I just don't. Uh. But yeah, I found myself really, really enjoying listening to the Beatles. Have I? I told I told you the story of like, I respected the Beatles, I think, before. I just didn't like any of the music I'd listened to up until then. And then you said, and you the listen. stories of the Beatles is actually insane. You hit him, hit me with the story of the Beatles lights up. It's the Beatles. It's like, what is it? 1950 something. Yeah. They, they just, they, they meet up, they meet up together. They're musicians. They like to play music, but they're, uh, this is, this is an abridged version of the Beatles. And I'm, I'm not sure if it's hundred percent factually accurate, but believe me, this is what I think. The Beatles were a band that uh, got together around the 60s. Basically, their manager put them in bar shows every night, performing for seven hours at a time. So they had to learn how to play, uh, basically play as a band together very quickly and learn how to learn music very quickly as they were taking requests in bars and entertaining for seven hours multiple days at a time. Uh that's how the Beatles developed a lot of their sound and their signature sort of just the way they work together and all their instruments sort of, it, it developed that sort of classic Beatles sort of, um, I want to, I don't want to say amaze, amazement, talent, a lot of their initial talent and sort of uh, striking. Well, and it really helped that they had John Lennon. I guess, I guess. You know, when, when, when you have, a great mind like Lennon, I it is very, very easy. <laughs> I think to to create great tracks, but it and also then, means they create weird stuff like Yellow Submarine. I blame that all on Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Ringo? No, 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 no. I don't hate Ringo. I just you hate don't Ringo. Like, I, I don't. I don't like Ringo singing. You hate Ringo. You can't convince me otherwise. I'm Maybe sorry. Maybe I don't like Ringo. I, mm. I don't think you like Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, this kind of, the Beatles really exemplify something that, uh, where the fifties did not have that classic electrical from the guitar. The sixties developed that with Hendrix and stuff and Les Paul developed the electric guitar. And I, I, I think the Beatles were on Maybe maybe not on the cutting edge of that, but they they definitely helped to contribute to uh, defining what an electric guitar could sound like, and and yeah, the the Beatles especially helped add to what could um, be in a track. You know, you, you you think of something like Lucy in the Sky. And you hear the sitar that's in that song, and yeah. you, you, you kind of sit there and you're like, "Oh, didn't realize that I was smoking LSD today." No, you weren't ready. You weren't ready for that kind of stuff. But uh, it, sorry, go. <laughs> All right, I'll go. Anyway, you were also you also brought up. Uh, our, we brought up the song "Come Together," the opening track to 
Abbey, yeah, Abbey Road. You especially pointed out the uh, sort of the bass work that that song was bringing to the table in terms of rock and roll. Yeah, that's just because I love listening to bass tracks, like like cool, interesting bass tracks. Because you're a nerd. I, I think I think "Come Together" is my favorite song that the Beatles have ever put out. It, unbelievably good. Uh, my favorite part of that. This is this is us just ragging on about our favorite songs, but my favorite part about that song is how it understands how to build on itself it starts off with just a with just a verse and then it doesn't do the the chorus then it builds up does the chorus once then it builds up again and does the chorus plus like um sort of a second half of the chorus and it it really it feel it feels really fun to listen to because of that that's always pushing forward with that with that constant uh with the one and three um bass hits mm, uh, yeah. that, that that Ringo sitting there and playing during the the quieter parts it always feels like it's pushing forward to to do something to 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 move on to the next thing it's it's not an intense piece yeah but it definitely feels intense while you're listening to it yeah and like the the vocals aren't traditionally angry but the way his inflection on them just adds this sort of bite, this sort of raw sort of like uh it just it feels really cool to listen to. Uh it's a little bit not a I don't want to say aggressive, but just hype. A little it's the it's the first edition of hype, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, defining sixties music with twenty nineteen terms. This is the first hype song. All right. They play this at football <laughs> games, all right? Be a great time. I mean, is it lit too? Oh, so lit, homie. <laughs> we fucking sound so old. We're like in our twenties. <laughs> lit fam bay kids out there. Okay, my going back to Ryan's high school adventures last week. Hello, fellow children. Yeah. Any- <laughs> <laughs> uh no, like did your high school have good good tracks? during their football games i i don't understand what you mean good tracks our 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 stadium i live in the south football's important so we had a stadium but uh yeah it was uh the music that they played was always it was either really good or really terrible like during kickoff they'd play seven nation army but then randomly they'd start playing darun sandstorm during a field goal and so I don't know what the DJs were smoking, but I would love if they played Come Together. Well, considering that all of our home football games consisted of me freezing my bum off in the marching band stands. Oh yeah, you were a nerd. Uh, um, hello, Pot. <laughs> I wasn't a band nerd. It's Carol calling. <laughs> That's like a cult. We are sitting here on a podcast talking about music from the 60s and you're calling me a this nerd? is cool shit all right all those 50 year old dads you know they're 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 loving us right now <laughs> whatever no this isn't this we're not nerds it's <laughs> no, pretty bad i was a i was a pretty big dork but i wasn't a band nerd so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take that victory and keep walking <laughs> Say that you're still a pretty big dork. Yeah. And finishing off on the Beatles, uh, I wanted to talk about, since guitar work definitely took off, I feel like drums 
were or percussion was definitely a big factor in the 60s but it definitely hadn't had its sort of rebirth like the electric guitar had i okay i think that was a state that was a little bit too too broad of a statement i think that it grew but it like i don't think it's it reached the 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 peak that we're used to today like i feel like guitar of the 60s was is sort of like you could hear this kind of stuff in like rock today whereas the drum work of was cool and definitely progressive it wasn't at the same level if you know what i mean you know until keith moon came over and just started wrecking face on his drum kit and then tragically died when he was young okay because no way he was um i may be dreadfully ignorant but who is keith young keith Keith moon Moon, of course yes i'm duh of course, of course, you know Keith yeah. Moon. Uh, he <laughs> he's the drummer for the Who. Oh, okay. And and he's actually one of the best rock drummers to to ever live. I think. I haven't listened to a lot of the Who. Like, what? Do you have any examples of like insane drums? Uh, yeah. I I need you from from nineteen sixty six. Is let's listen to that a plus. A plus song, yeah. Let's let's take a listen to Keith Moon and his incredible kicks. I need you. All right, welcome back, listeners. That was that was that was that was a revolutionary experience for both of us. I hope. Oh man, we need. Why didn't I listen to the Who? This is, it felt like I wasted a week. They're great. Uh, those those pretty big oversight on oh my, my part. Oh my god, I really I, like I, the Who. I, now. I forgot to put the Who on our playlist. <laughs> we are professional podcasters. Everybody. I put one Who song on the playlist actually. Is Pinball Wizard. Oh, and that's such a good song. That whole okay, we I, I actually can't get started on Pinball Wizard because I I think I could fill an entire podcast on that. Hey, let's listen to album. Pinball Wizard now. Now let's listen to Pinball Wizard. Sure plays a mean 
My favorite line from Pinball Wizard is uh, is the he ain't got no distractions, can't hear those buzzers and bells, can't see lights of flashing, plays by sense of smell. <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous. I love it. The song is so fun. Oh my god! Like it's just it's just a goofy song. That's just in, that's just really 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 fun to listen to again. How how much do you know about that uh about that album? I don't know a th- a single thing. Uh, a thi- a, a single thing. thing about it. <laughs> well, it's a uh it is a um it's an entire album that tells a complete story and there is a movie uh I believe I, I believe the movie itself is called Tommy, uh, just like the album is. Hmm. That that uses each song off of Tommy the album to 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 bring to life the story that the Who wanted to tell. That's awesome. And if 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 our listeners want to go watch the movie Tommy, I would actually recommend it. It was a lot of fun to watch. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I had no idea. That's crazy. I'd love to see the pinball wizard scene. That sounds utterly insane. Cause that song is also fucking crazy. <laughs> and uh extrapolating out, Pinball Wizard is uh or excuse me, the, the, the album Tommy itself is what gave um is it's one of the albums that gave uh Green Day its uh, its uh idea for for the story album of American Idiot. The rock opera. <clears throat> rock opera, more like schlop opera. After listen yeah, the Pinball Wizard, even despite its rock opera nature, uh or whatever the fuck Bojack said. Um the drum work, yeah, everything we were talking about the sort of the drum work of the the '60s and how it's. I didn't notice it in a lot of other bands, excluding the Who. Now, outside of the Who, I more or less agree with you that I'm sure we're gonna get yelled at. Like, what about this this guy, this song from this band that had revolutionary? I I don't care. I'm sorry if it didn't stick out after listening to 16 hours of. 60s music then i I, sorry (laughs) we tried yeah we 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 tried it wasn't a staple i was trying i think it it definitely came alive in the 70s with progressive rock and all of those the the taking lessons probably from the who with the the insane you you can't you can't say the words 70s and progressive rock and expect me to not get excited here like let's let's not look forward just yet. Uh, yeah, we're big fans of prog rock. Uh, yeah, it's just it was not. I don't think the drums were a big staple of the '60s. No, and I I I definitely agree with that. Outside of the Who. Anyway, I was gonna. The last thing I really wanted to was the um sort of 
butting off from last week, the uh, the the effect that sixties or the influences that we hear sort of today or in the seven seventies, uh, eighties, nineties music, uh, just sort of like the artists that we've already talked about, we can sort of extrapolate on sort of how we hear because I. The, one of the big takeaways of the 60s for me was how much uh, modern or like p- almost modern music was influenced by a lot of these guys. I definitely agree. I really enjoy thinking about how aspiring musicians grow up listening to music that came before them. Yeah. And then they coalesce it and then they, they, they process it and it influences them. Definitely. Definitely. And then they, they, they put out something with all of the influences behind them to make their own very unique sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'm sure you probably have your own, but uh, just some of the, just, I want to throw out a couple of things that I noticed. Uh, since I hadn't really listened to the Beatles before this, I realized that literally everything is influenced by the Beatles. You'll hear certain samples in different songs having listened to... If you listen to a lot of the Beatles and you start listening to like 90s, 80s, and then even modern music, you hear little samples from their songs, and it's crazy. Um, another one, which is definitely more specific to me, I, didn't, I don't think I... Yeah, I'm a theater. I'm a big theater kid. I love musicals and all all that jazz, but Motown surprisingly had a lot of theater feel to it. It, it did. It did stuff like um, Little Shop of Horrors and um... Chicago. Unironically, had a had a, like a lot of this feel to it. Nazi sort of, also like cabaret. So anything with a big pit that is supposed to stand out on its own sort of be its own character the you hear a lot of that performing arts in the motown stuff that you would need and sort of is uh, a big part of modern performing arts as well like theater and musicals so i thought that was really really fun to listen to oh this is this is kind of familiar because i listen to a lot of that stuff as well yeah i i i for sure agree with that um so I I've 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 already talked about a couple of mine with um Billy Joel with Motown kind of kind of leading into the into the uh uh Bruno Mars type yeah, yeah. but uh the the big power vocalists from uh, Aretha Franklin has 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 been my choice so far and you know like Whitney Houston and someone even like Adele, these, these big power vocalists who rely on their own voice more than on the background behind them, uh, to me, really came out of the 60s. It's really, really fun to listen to these early stuff. Like, because even it's still exciting. Like a lot of the time you'll listen to sort of like the precursor, like, especially like rap, you'll listen to old rap and it's by all standards of today. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty bad. I'm, I'm sure we offended more people, but like, it's just not as entertaining, but in this, like even this basic style of super powerful female voices, it's amazing to listen to. 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I, I know we didn't talk a lot about Johnny Cash, but like Cash and Dylan and uh, Billy Joel kind of started in the 60s, but he, he's, he's, he's more of a mid-70s guy. I definitely see him as a 70s, 80s kind of guy. Yeah, those guys kind of kind of lead into what we consider country western today. I, I I know I know we've talked about that a little bit already. Yeah, but it it's still like uh, the influences are those are those are actually super strongly felt. I feel like in yeah, even even still to this day, especially with Johnny Cash. Yeah, like some of the some of the Motown stuff is it's sort of appeal, not appeal, just sort of it's prevalent. But that Johnny Cash stuff, that Bob Dylan, that classic uh, country stuff is definitely stuck around. I think it's pretty cool. That was a, that was that was the sixties. I think, if, if in my opinion, yeah, I I think I know we didn't hit every band and every song, and uh, but there was that's not so our intention with happened. this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it it was it was more about the feel of the decade and, and and how it applies to our lives today. So that's yeah, I think that's been sort of the theme past uh this this past month. Sort of been what was the what was the experience of the time, like the sixties, uh how that affected music during the time and then sort of the era afterwards. And that, I think that applies like just to the to the podcast we did two weeks ago. Definitely. Whereas the feel of losing those artists, uh how that affected uh, the um, the people at the time and the people going forward. So we didn't. Oh yeah, we're not going to cover every, but we did. I think we uh, we did an adequate job of sort of telling you what the the '60s was. Hit the high points and the low points. I said definitely not a lot of low points. There really wasn't. It was it was a it was a super creative time. I think so. Uh. Any final thoughts? Um, uh, if, go listen to some more 60s, guys. Go listen to The Who. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's been, that was my overall impression of the 60s. Uh, how about instead of doing top songs this week, we sort of pick a genre that we really connected with and sort of that was our, our overall favorite of just listening to them this, this, this week and a half. Do you have one? It's difficult for me because I I enjoyed Hendrix just so much. Yeah. But if 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 I have to pick a genre, then I gotta I I gotta go with the folk blues country coalescence of of Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan. That's really yeah. It's it's oh it's it's hard for this one because every answer has its like I wouldn't argue with any of these like all these genres were really really creative and entertaining to this day and at the time i'm sure they were so yeah that's a that's a very respectable choice what about you bud oh i'm torn i'm very torn because i liked abbey road and i liked uh some of the rolling stone sort of rock and roll style but i also fell in town this week i listened to Abbey Road like four times this week, so I guess I have to get to the the rock and roll Beatles style genre, and the evolution of the electric guitar, 
not as much of that uh, Jimi Hendrix stuff, even though I did enjoy it. It's my pick of the week, though. All right. And with that, with, with, with that final note, we'll, we'll leave you guys to go listen to some dope music. Do you want to, do you want to talk about next week's, uh, next week's sort of change of pace? Oh, so yeah, we're, what, what we're going to do is we're going to completely change it up and go talk about something completely different that i don't know if we've decided on no, we haven't but we we didn't want to be just a music podcast there's nothing wrong with that but we just have a lot of different interests and we sort of just like we feel that we, we have we get much... we get bored of just talking about music week in week out we have too much to talk about and too many thoughts to share to just be a music podcast yeah, and we really enjoyed a lot of what we got to do and talk about and i was super excited coming to this uh but yeah next next uh Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks from now, we're gonna have a a new topic that's gonna be. We're gonna switch it up probably every month. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. Every every month. So so the goal is to have two episodes a month. Um, have a have a consistent release schedule, and change topics every month. Yeah, sort of give like a theme for the month that we get a yeah focus on. Really dive into. Really get into the world of. Or- develop our opinions of so yeah it was a uh, thank you guys so much for listening we uh we were really really excited about making this podcast so the fact that you gave it a listen means more more than anything honestly this has been really really fun yeah it's it's been making our weeks every week that we've been talking about it so thank thanks so much guys. all right and with that i i think we should go yeah, go outside. It's it's warm out there. Oh, yeah. It's 30 degrees. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys. Good to see you in two weeks, boys.